Clap your hands unto the Lord and just continue to give Him what really belongs to Him. It doesn't belong in a coliseum. It doesn't belong in a stadium. It belongs right here among God's people. Oh, clap your hands and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Great is the Lord and greatly. Glory. So thankful that we serve a God that hears us, answers us, works for us, with us, through us. What a God. What a God. The more I, the more I get to know Him, the more I figure out how much I really don't know. Amen. I made mention on the way to church, I said one of the things about God that amazes me is John's little insight into who He was. The cousin, genetically connected somehow. And John recognized, he began to preach. When Messiah comes, he'll open blind eyes. He'll unstop the deaf ear. He'll heal the crippled. Miracles will follow him. He'll do these things. And then he recognized Jesus when he come out of the wilderness down to Jordan and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. John knew who Jesus was. Sorry, you you can agree with me. There's not a trick question there. John knew who Jesus was. But yet, when John was put into prison, things didn't go quite his way. He began to say, art thou he, or should I look for another? And Jesus just sent a message back and said, it's not time to doubt now what you've been preaching forever. Circumstances don't change who I am. Prisons don't change who I am. I'm still God. Sometimes one of the great mysteries about learning God is he can do whatever he wants, how he wants, and when he wants. John figured that out. It's an amazing thing to know God can do something, but yet he chooses not to. Those are the people I like to be around. They know God. He's not a slot machine. He's going to do what he thinks best for all of us. His agenda is all that matters. Amen. It's an honor to be here again tonight. And I salute this wonderful, wonderful church. What great people. What a great presence of the Lord that's in this place tonight. I like to be around people that worship the Lord. I've never got along with statues. It's a good life living for the Lord. Whoa. Hallelujah. I'll tell you. Again, it's just one of these things. They've been a little worried about my son today. They took the drain out from his back and said, what we're going to watch for and wait on is if he gets up and around and gets headaches and nausea, then we would fear that the door would be leaking. And he did. And all day long, he's been nauseated and headaches and not been able to get up. And they didn't want to tell me for worry. And finally, my wife told me a little while ago and I hung the phone up and I said, now, Lord, you sent me here to do your business. You go ahead and do mine. And I'm, you can look at my phone. Within 15 minutes, my wife called and she said, guess what? Nausea's gone, headache's gone, and they're not worried.
John chapter 4, John chapter 4, if you'll allow me to do what I feel so deeply in the Holy Ghost here tonight, expectancy is here, anything could take place. I just believe that anything could take place here tonight. There's just no telling what God's going to do here. Amen. John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse number 3, he left Judea and departed again unto Galilee, and he must needs. Look to your neighbor and say, Jesus needed to go. And he must needs go through Samaria, then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, set thus on the well... And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. Hmm. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Verse number 22, ye worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto Him, I know that when Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, when He is come, He will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am He. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? I want to preach tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost. What about the woman? What about the woman? Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence. Would you pray with me right now? Asking you to do what is in your divine will to do here tonight, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We can't do this without you. It's impossible, Lord, to deliver. It's impossible to be the vessel without your anointing upon us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a wonderful presence of the Lord that's here right now. And I know it's Sunday night and expectancy is here. And I am, I am without doubt, I am sure that God is going to do something great here tonight. If you're here and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want you to look up here at me real quick. If you're here and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in an unknown tongue, I'm going to be preaching to you in a few minutes. 
And shortly after that, the Holy Ghost is going to fill this house. And if you want the Holy Ghost, you don't even have to come down here. You can just stand where you are. We'll come to you. Bishop, it's an honor to be here. I honor you in Jesus' name. Sister Wright, I can't even imagine. If you can do that good in announcements, I'd love to hear you preach sometime. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus picked 12 men, chosen, ordained, called to follow. Him understanding the plight of humanity, him understanding the job that was upon them. He had come to do the will of his father. He had come to do and be obedient to the call of which he was born. He was Emmanuel, God with us. He was the Prince of Peace, the everlasting father. Isaiah depicted and described who he was. And Matthew 1 found him in Bethlehem's manger. Throughout the life of Jesus Christ, he had one ultimate goal. To prepare a man or men, to prepare some disciples, some followers, those that would pick up what he left and continue the journey. Jesus did not come to this world to make friends. He did not come to this world to amass a fortune. He simply come to do the will of God. His mother got in his way one time. His brothers got in his way a few times. And he very quickly told them, move yourself, remove yourself, get out of my way. For I must do the will of God. Peter, put up your sword. Nothing can stop me from doing the will of God. I so pray that all of us would be consumed with that type of passion. That nothing would keep us from doing the will of God. Not money, not fortune, not family, not jobs, not this present world. That nothing would keep us from doing the will of God. It's important for us to do the will of God. Doing the will of God. Nothing is more important than doing the will of God. There is no education. There is no job. There is nothing in this present world that's more important to an apostolic than doing the will of God. We can't let anything get in our way. We can't let anything distract us from doing the will of God. Yes, I understand I'm being redundant and repetitious because it's important for you to understand how important it is tonight for you to get the fact that nothing can get in your way from doing the will of God. Jesus is traveling with his disciples. He evidently comes to this particular place. He turns to them and Carly and Slyly says, if you don't mind, I'm going to stay here. But I want you men to go yonder in the city and purchase lunch. I find this story quite miraculous. I, I'm intrigued with the fourth chapter of the book of John. Jesus is weary with his journey, although his disciples have walked every step he walked. 
They had gone every place that he had gone. It was Jesus that was too tired to finish the journey. And the Bible says that he came to this place of Sychar. He sets thus on the well. He turns to his 12 disciples and says, If you don't mind, I'm going to hang back just a little while. But I need you to go into Samaria. And there I want you to buy lunch and bring it back to me. His disciples turn and they begin the journey into Samaria to be obedient to the will of God. When they went into Samaria, there was a lady coming from Samaria. And when she gets to the well, no doubt the embarrassment of her profession caused her to drop her eyes. Not to engage the guy that's sitting at the well. But when she gets there, she tries to let the bucket down slyly and quietly. And all of a sudden, the man that had appeared asleep opens his eyes and looks at her. And he did not ask. He just simply said, get me something to drink. You're going to have to give me a time out here. I've been married now for 27 years. And I learned very quickly in my first few months of marriage, you don't snap your fingers and tell her nothing. Are you with me now? I found out real quick, it goes a whole lot better if you kind of wink at her and blow a few kisses her direction and say on your way to the kitchen, if it's not too much on you, if there's any sweet tea left and you don't mind, would you please with sugar on top, bring me back something to drink. That my friend is a wise man. I tried it different a few times after my first few months because bless your heart, I'm the man, I'm the greater, I'm the stronger. It didn't work then and it sure won't work now. But the Bible says that Jesus set thus on the well and when the woman come to him, he turns to her, Bishop, and says, Give me to drink. He did not ask politely. He did not say with sugar on top. He just looked at her and said, Give me something to drink. I kind of like the discourse that begins now. This woman looks at him and says, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask a drink of me? I, number one, am a woman. I am a Samaritan. And the Samaritans and the Jews, we don't really get along. So you got two things working against you, fella. You're a man, I'm a woman, I'm a Samaritan, and you're a Jew. But you still have an ego so large that you want me to get you something to drink. Will you help me just a few more minutes? Who? Now you, you got a picture of this. I married the sweetest little thing from the state of Arkansas that Arkansas has ever produced. She's about five foot nine, blue eyes, blonde hair, gorgeous red lips, kisses real, real, real good. God have mercy. And she's watching. 
tell me I'm not a smart fella. Son, she can rock my world. I'm telling you, I am madly head over heels. You watching, baby? I am madly head over. I can't wait to get home tomorrow. But I learned, Bishop, that there's a certain look that comes on her face. And a woman can do what a man does not have the ability to do. And that is for the hand to start one way. And the neck to go an opposite way. And the hips to move another way. And look you right in your eyes and say it like this. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know what you think you are. But you're not God. I'm not your slave and you're not going to tell me what to do. I, I wish I wish I could do all that. See, it doesn't work. We're just men. You know, we snap our fingers and say, but a woman, son, she can make you, oh, I'm just telling you right now. This, this little girl looked at her and said, looked at Jesus and said, I don't know who you think you are, but you're a man and I'm a woman. I'm a Samaritan and you're a Jew. In other words, don't tell me what to do. And Jesus looked at her and said, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew who it was that saith unto thee, give me the dream, you would have asked of me for the living water. If you knew who I was, you would engage me, my God. If the church is ever in need of a fresh revelation, it is the fresh revelation of who he really is. He's not a tripart. He's not a co-equal, co-eternal, or co-existent part. But he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the first and the last. He is God in the flesh. If you knew who I was, you would have asked of me. Then the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing. Stay with me. I know it's a little different tonight, but just stay with me. Sir, um, you don't have anything to draw with. And the well, watch your, watch your, and the well is deep. You got to get the hip and the hand and the neck. And the well is deep. Art thou greater than our father who gave us this mountain? Who do you really think that you are? Snap your finger at me and tell me if I knew who you was. If you knew who I was, you wouldn't be talking to me. I'm just painting the picture. Just hang on. Jesus looked at her and said, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I give him shall never thirst if I could convince this great church tonight that what we are and what we possess is not like any other organization. It's not like any other congregation. It's not like any other religion. But we possess when we got a drink of the water. It is a life-changing source. It is not Muhammad's doctrine. It is not Buddha's doctrine. It is not the Pope's doctrine. But it is water that will change your life. 
My God, I got so long to go, but I just want to take a time out and convince you that what we are and what we celebrate here tonight is unlike any other church in this city. We're not here lighting candles and saying certain prayers. But when you were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your name was written in the Lamb's book of heaven. You are his sheep of his sheepfold. He is your shepherd. His sheep know his voice. And he knows his sheep. When I got a drink of the water, my life got better, not worse. When I got a drink of the water, he fixed what was wrong. When I got a drink of the water... You'll have to let me vent just a minute. But I have a hard problem with Pentecostals who have drank of the water. But here, preach it like this. And don't get too excited about it. You have forgotten the puke he drug you out of. You forgot the cesspool you used to live in. But when you got a drink of the water, it changed everything. How dare you sit here and act like you're not excited about the greatest thing that's ever come to this world. Hey, visitor, this church believes that the water works. This church believes that your life can get better. This church believes that he is the fixer. I'm going to use a Pentecostal colloquialism. Is there any ex-drug addicts in the house? Give me one or two down here. Ex-drug addicts, you'll do. Alcoholics. Well, you... Any liars and cheaters? Tax evaders? You look up here at me. Hang on. I know where I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Sometimes we forget just how good this water is. Brother, if you're thirsty, I can give you this, but you will thirst again. But if your spirit's thirsty, and if you're really tired, if you're really tired, If you're tired of being out of control. If you're tired of being empty and lonely and destitute. If you're tired of thinking about suicide. I know this kind of preaching don't impress most Pentecostals. But it ought to. Don't you ever forget. Don't you ever forget. Hey, Mr. Alcoholic, if you'll join my program, I'll give you 12 steps. After 12 steps, I'll give you a button. And the button will be a constant reminder you're always going to be an alcoholic. I got a better drink than that. If you'll just let Jesus into your life, you won't. 
You don't need 12 steps. You just need a made up mind. You don't need 13 steps. You need a decision of the heart because the water works. It'll take drugs out, alcohol out. It'll fix anything, everything. The water works. Salvation still works. My God, if you get excited over everything or anything, get excited that the water works. Had a lady, stay there, stay there, I'm, I'm getting there. Had a lady wheel into my parking lot, Bishop, several years ago. Blonde, driving a red Corvette. I just happened to be on the church property sitting at a bench with some fellas. She got out of the par- or car and walked over to me. Pastor, she said, are you the preacher? And I said, uh... Maybe. <laughs> and she said, I need a preacher. And I said, I'm a preacher. I said, matter of fact, I, I pastor this church. And she said, they want to talk to you. And I said, who are they? And she said, don't laugh. They're my marbles. It's hard not to laugh. And I said, well, let's talk. And so we talked. I said, you need to come to church Sunday. This was a Saturday. She said, okay, I'll be here in the morning. She came on that Sunday morning with her marbles. And she sat to my left on the second row to the back. And right during the preaching, the Holy Ghost fell. She stood to her feet. I walked back, laid my hands on her, and the water worked. Come to find out, come to find out she was a, she was a, a woman of the night, whatever, whatever term is appropriate for church on Sunday night. Her mother was not proud of her. <laughs> and very high priced, and she had done so much drugs that she had literally just rotted her mind. She couldn't even carry on a conversation. But I remember about two months after she got the Holy Ghost by the right, the Holy Ghost told me to tell her, if you'll serve him, if you'll be faithful to him, he'll put back life where there was death. That's been 14 years. She's still in the church tonight. In her right mind, she couldn't carry on a conversation to save her life. May I rise to the occasion tonight and tell you, I don't care who you are, I don't care who your family member is, the water works. The water still works. It will change you. It will heal you. It will save you. The water works. These folk that walk down here for me, I just wanted to look at you and say, don't ever forget where God brought you from. But now I want you to pay close attention to me. In Pentecost, we have a phrase we use that's unbiblical. We say, are there ex-alcoholics? Is there any ex-drug addicts? And we come running. But that's impossible.
You're not an ex nothing. Because the water is so powerful that when you go down into it, you come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are. Stop letting the devil beat you down. Stop letting the enemy take your joy. When you get a drink of the water of salvation, you are a new. You may be seated. The woman saith unto her or him. The woman then saith unto him, sir. <laughs> hey, I like this. I like this water trick. Give me to drink. And Jesus looked her right in her blue eyes and said, okay, go get your husband. She kind of staggered back a minute and said, I don't have a husband. It's in there. He said, oh, thou hast well said. You've had five. And the dude you got now, you stole him from your sister. A little too close to home. The one you got now don't even belong to you. She said, sir, I'm starting to feel like you might be a prophet. Okay, I'll read it to you out of the King James. Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Is that, is that better? Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, yet you say, in Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship you know not what. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh. I don't have time. Oh my God. But the hour cometh. And now. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father. In complete transparency and in all honesty. I was nothing when you found me. I won't be anything if you leave me. In you I live. In you I breathe. In you I have my being. I need Jesus. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that when Messiah cometh, he shall tell us all things. And then all of a sudden, after... Twenty some verses. After some of the most ignorant banter. If every dot and every tittle is important. If every word that is written in these 66 books. If we believe that if all that Jesus did or taught were to be written, the world could not contain the book. Doesn't it make this a little more precious? And then in this, 20-some verses of the Messiah and a woman of the night talking about water. Water. I convinced you I believe in the water, right? I convinced you that there's nothing more important than the water. But you have to remember, Jesus was setting the stage to leave disciples. Jesus was building an apostolic church. And he said, fellas, I need to get this into you. 
You've got to comprehend what is important and then what is most important. And in that setting, he stops at Samaria, disengages the disciples and sends them into the city and has a conversation with a woman. Not just any woman, but with the woman. Boy, it's quiet in here right now. And upon this, 27, came his disciples. And that he talked with, help me tonight, will you? How come he didn't say with A? See, there was something particular about her. She had been married six times. She came at the odd hour of the day because everybody in the city knew who she was. She couldn't face all the other ladies. She was embarrassed because she knew she had messed around with all their husbands and brothers. You might as well get real with me. That's the fact. She was the woman, not a woman. Oh my. And in all of this, you got Jesus talking about water. Snapping his fingers, having a conversation and wasting precious space on the pages of his word. Seemingly of absolute no importance. Until upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with. Yet no man said. You with me? Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Why talkest thou with her? They didn't even engage her. They didn't even look to Jesus and say, Are you sure? I mean, won't that mess up your ministry? If that gets out on Facebook, the whole world's going to know you were at the well with her. You, You might as well help me tonight. I mean, the men, the men never even marveled. They didn't even try. You know, a, a good follower, come here, pastor. A good follower said, hey, Jesus, you know, you get behind me. I'm going to protect your ministry. This is important. Woman, what do you want? This is Jesus. Nah. You know why? Because they were busy. Oh, boy. I wish you'd have just took it a while ago. It would have been a whole bunch of fun. They were busy. They were busy being obedient. They were busy doing the will of God. They were busy dressing and walking and talking the part. They were busy making sure all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. I'm convinced. Sometimes we can make what we do so supernatural and so spiritual that we forget the practicality of it. Yeah, I thought that. Well, I talked in tongues for four hours today. I fasted six days last week. 
I've seen angels ascending and descending. That's what I'm about. No, sir. No. No, that's not what you're about. That should be part of you, but not all of you. Watch me. Twelve men. Can I, can I have three and we'll just act like y'all twelve. Twelve men are walking with Jesus. I got, I got to get this in you tonight. Twelve men walking with Jesus. And the Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. Through. Everybody say through. But before he gets to Samaria, he stops. So why did he must needs go through Samaria if he never got to Samaria? Because that was the will of God. That was where the miracle was. And so he stops and turns to 12 men and says, I want you 12 to go to Samaria. And while you're there, buy lunch and bring it back to me. And so 12 men, they start. Get right over there. I don't mean this really bad, but I need the woman. I did not mean that. Well, help me, Sister Wright. I beg your pardon. If you're married, I hope he's a little bitty guy. She gets up at the odd hour of the day and she starts toward the well. These guys, these guys are with Jesus and Jesus says, go to Samaria. Watch, watch what happens. Go get lunch. Give me something to drink. <laughs> I told you, they're dangerous. They learn quick. <laughs> uh, and she says, Go ahead. Yeah, you did it right. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Feel a little safer over here. Well, if you knew who I was, you would have asked me to give you drink. Well, if you knew, and you're so powerful. Yeah. Watch. I'm convinced he sat there the whole time looking at his watch, engaging her, waiting on them. Do you really think he'd waste 20-some verses on her? He could have looked at her and said, here's a drink. See you later. Just like he did everybody else when he said, rise and walk. Be thou healed. Why waste all that time on her? I'll tell you why. Those guys. Because all they had in their agenda was a simple obedience. I gotta do the will of God. Gotta do the will of God. Gotta do the will of God. Gotta pray. Gotta fast. Gotta intercede. Gotta war on the floor. Gotta pray. Gotta fast. Gotta go to church. Gotta give tithe. Gotta give offering. Can't wear that. Don't wanna wear that. Don't wanna go there. Don't wanna be that. Walk to me. Gotta get everything right. Yeah, it's church time, man. I just, uh, you know, God, I just wish you'd bless me, God. Oh, pastor said this. Walk back for me. Pastor said that. God, I want to do, oh, God, I'm going to intercede right now. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's good. I'm not preaching against it. Hear me. What about her? 
not want me back. But if there's 500 plus here and 100 plus watching, and if our count was right, there's about 12 or 14 visitors. What's wrong with that ratio? I'll tell you what it is. You come to church because you know it's church time. And you're going to dance and talk in tongues because it's our culture. But on your way to church. On your job, turn around. On your job tomorrow. Going to the grocery store tomorrow night. I am convinced every day of your life, every occasion of your life, God will put the woman in your path. I am convinced along with interceding, along with praying, along with fasting, along with being spiritual, there is a practical side of this walk called Christianity. Stay there. This morning... I told you what I felt like God gave us. Do you realize if everybody here would bring one person next Sunday and they would get the Holy Ghost in one day, God would give you 500. They marveled. They marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said... What seekest thou? Oh, why talkest thou to her? Put it back on the screens for me. And Jesus turned and they said unto him, Master, eat. And he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you don't see. For my meat is to do the will of God. But wait a minute, God. I thought we were doing your will when we went to McDonald's for you. Yeah, you were. For I told you, fellas, if you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> if a man don't provide for his own, he's worse than infidel and the faith is not in. Let's just get real practical here, fellas. You got to take care of your family. You got to get up and go to work in the morning. At least I thought you did. Their responsibilities. Some will get up before the sun gets up to seek God. Some will find him on their lunch hour. Some will find him tomorrow night. Because that is the doctrine that we believe. Well, I, 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 eat, I eat bread every day. You with me? I dress like this not because I'm made to, I choose to. Lord have mercy. We do things because he told us to. But while we're doing what he told us to do, we should never ever forget what is most important to him. So he's getting ready to leave. And he's looking at 12 guys and he says... You got a lot of it, but you don't have this part. So I'm going to test you now. Hey, fellas, go get lunch. Not because he was hungry, but because he knew it was time for her to come to the well. And he wanted to see 
If 12 hand-chosen, hand-picked spiritual men could have enough spiritual discernment that while they were in the business of the king, while they were busy doing the will of God, while they were busy fasting and praying and interceding and building an apostolic church, while they were busy working on the outward man and the inward man, while they were busy... That while they were doing all of that, they got a glimpse of her. They could see that look in her eyes. She's thirsty. Lunch will have to wait. Because the first thing that you called me to do is to finish your work. What did Jesus Christ come to do? He came to seek. I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it a little more plain and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna run out of here. Some of you got busy today and you come to church this morning and you got all dolled up in your church tonight. But may I dare be bold enough to ask you a very simple question. In the last seven days, how many women did you walk by? Please don't get mad at me. Let me preach. How many, how many times, how many times did I just blow by her? How many times while I was busy going to the church to get me a cup of coffee on the way to the office, on the way to the airport to catch a flight, on the way to preach or teach a Bible, on the way, whatever I'm doing. How many times when I went to the grocery store, I bought a bill of groceries and I put money into her hand and she said, how are you today? And I was so busy because I, I was And God said, I put her right in front of you. So you look at me. Would you mind stepping over there? Hey guys, he sent you on the same road that she come from. If you're so spiritual, how come you couldn't see the need? Because it's possible that we get so busy doing the will of God that we forget to do the will of God. And Jesus said, it was never about McDonald's. It was about her. For you say, there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest. But I say, Lift your eyes and look. If you don't mind standing right here, we're fixing to have a revival. And the woman left her water pots. See, when I said 500 this morning, I know what the majority think or thought. Yeah, right. Let me tell you how quick 500 can come. If one lady tonight. Okay. All right. And the woman left what identified her. Left what brought her to this odd hour of the day saying, I need not this anymore. And said, I got me a drink. And I'm not the same. And I just got to go tell somebody. And she went running 
into the city saying, come see a man. 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 Come. I'll tell you when revival's going to happen. When the apostolic church gets convinced the water still works. The water can... Stay standing. What did you do? How many had the Holy Ghost for about a year? Is there any something about a year? Okay. Ten years. You can, come here. What did you do? Right after you got the Holy Ghost. Prayed and quit your job. I can't say that it was wisdom. But it was excitement and enthusiasm. So, when you got the Holy Ghost and God changed your life, did you get excited? Did you? How excited? Very excited. Like, what's very excited? Telling everybody. What? Telling everybody. No. Are you serious? I mean, everybody. No, not everybody. People that, people that I came in contact with. So the lady at McDonald's, would you have told her? Sure. Walmart? Sure. The job that you quit? Absolutely. Now be honest. Do you still tell everybody? That's okay. See my point? We've got this. You okay, right? It didn't make you mad. Because I forget too. We got this thing among us that won't we get a drink? We're done. I got water. I'm good. Okay. Bishop, pastor, preach to me. And the Holy Ghost says, that wasn't why I got you water. I got you water so you could go back to the city. Why is it? Why is it that the only time we're excited about this water is when we're together? Look up here at me. I'm not, I'm not mad. I, I, I'm on your team. Don't bitch me now. But why is it the only time you can shout is when the music's playing your song? Why can't we walk into the grocery store and say, I don't know you and you don't know me. But boy, if I had three minutes of your time, I could convince you that Jesus Christ is not dead Jesus Christ is a healer. Jesus Christ is a way maker.
The only time we have joy is when we're new converts. You ever wonder why? Because you remember how good the water was. So the longer you're in this, the more likely you are to forget what it tasted like. The first drink you got. This church could take this entire region because you know how to pray. Well, I believe you do. There ain't a doubt in my mind if I have a need, I know who to get a hold of. Honey, if I need an intercessor, there's a church full of them. But it may be possible to be so busy doing what you're called to do and told to do that you take your eyes off his business. You can't stop what you're doing. You still got to go get lunch. Now, y- y'all getting this right? You still got to go get lunch. But I promise you, he'd much rather eat a cold cheeseburger and save her than for you to bring him a hot order of fries and a burger and send her to hell. We cry from pulpits all over the United Pentecostal Church. Where are the intercessors? And we need to keep crying. We need more criers and more responders. But along with the cry for intercessors, I raise to the anthem and say this just like this. Where are the soul winners? You see this field, there are three to four months before it harvests. And all you can see is what is here and coming in the future. When you look at this field, you see nothing but future. When I look at this field, I see now and today. Hey, disciples, if I'm going to trust you with this gospel... Hey, friends, if I'm going to invest into you the hope of glory, you cannot be the only possessor of it. Guys, the reason I sent you was really not for lunch. Though you were hungry and I was hungry. But I really sent you hoping that you would perceive the emptiness of her life. I put her in front of you, hoping that you would minister to her. I'm convinced that every day of your life, every day of your life, unless you lock yourself into your bedroom and don't go out, let me be very clear, God will put the woman in front of you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but come to everlasting life. 
If you're not the road sign pointing the way. Then you become the obstacle that is in the way. I told the Lord this morning after preaching what I preached. I went to my room today. And I told the Lord, I said, I don't want to preach that. I, I, let, me, let me preach about you being behind enemy lines. It's Sunday night, God. But I told you on the first service, all I really want to do is please Him. Antioch, 14 daughter works, wherever, wherever your arms reach, if, if we are going to be the apostolic church that God has decreed and designed you to be, somebody is going to have to start getting some spiritual perception. This place next Sunday night ought to be wall-to-wall people. Here's what we do, and I'm, I'm definitely, thank you. I'm definitely not against this. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm, 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 I'm landing. But we do grand gestures. Hoping to please God. There's nothing wrong with them. I do them. I've done them. I will do them. But if we're not careful, we'll do grand gestures in lieu of. Well, let's have a block party. And let's pray through 200. And let's that suffice us for another year. And the Holy Ghost says, that's good. But that's not what I called you to do. I called you to leave church on Sunday night with a fast burden and passion. And when you walk onto your job on tomorrow, for you to start looking. When you go in the grocery stores and you do your business every day, every day, every day, you start looking because I'm going to put her in your path. And when you find her, you don't worry about lunch. You don't worry about anything. You talk to her because she is the key to revival of your city. You realize, you realize that one woman caused a citywide revival. She had one conversation with Christ and it made her the best evangelist Samaria ever had. Don't use the cop out. You don't know the Bible. Don't use the cop out. You've never taught a Bible study. That's an excuse. Have you had a drink? Right there. Right there. Have you had a drink? That's all you need to tell them. You need to tell them about your drink of water. You need to tell them how exciting you are about knowing him. You... How many remembers? How many remembers? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done. 
Let this move. Let it move. Don't stop. Let it move. I'm asking for some of you in the back that's forgotten what the water tasted like to come get a fresh sip so that tomorrow when you go to your job or you go meet your family or your city block, you remember what your job really is all about. Okay, okay, let's, let's practice what we heard preached tonight. If there's a visitor next to you, without offending them, without upsetting them, convince them. It works. Oh, no, no, no. Let, let me, let me pray. Let, let me. No, the season is here for water. Come on, convince them. Convince them. If there's a visitor next to you, they don't have the Holy Ghost, convince them. I know, I know church has got to be all about us, but it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Come on. Is there a visitor in the house that doesn't know Jesus? Is there somebody standing next to you that has never drank? Take a minute. Let's pray. Let's pray. Come on. Lift your voice, church. What we preached this morning, hands lifted, voices lifted. Everybody doing the same thing. You're here without the Holy Ghost. Come. You're tired of your life being empty, wandering. Come on. Come on. Trust me when I tell you it works, sir. The water works. Sir, ma'am, the water works. It'll change your life forever. It'll change you forever. It'll do what nothing else has the power to do. Come on, congregation. Come on, congregation. Come, 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 come. You know, oh, it makes Shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, receive it. There's several praying right here. Is there anybody near you that has never had a drink? All of the honor to the church. If you've had a drink of this water, 
and you're convinced it still works, will you lift your hands and will you lift your voice? And for the next few minutes, can we create the environment? Come on. Please don't stop. If the water worked for you, it'll work for your neighbor. If it worked for you, it'll work for your friend. on all the way in the back all across the back the water works I know you're talking to him keep talking keep praying come on friend the water works come on sir the water works young people this water works it's unlike anything else in this present world Tell them, tell them, tell them it works. Convince them it works. Come on, convince them it works. Convince them it works. If they walk out of here tonight not having a drink. Meet some altar workers. Come on, saints of God. Come on, I need a few of you up here. works like this water you hear me sir you hear me ma'am nothing else works like this water this is not hype this is not make believe or fairy tale this is the only thing in this life that can change you this is the only thing in this present world that can help you nothing can do what Jesus can Nothing can do what Jesus can. Come on, man. Come on, sir. Walk across that aisle. Hug their neck. Tell them, it worked for me. 
It worked for me. It changed my life. If you knew what I was before tonight. Come on, they're praying all over the church tonight. They're praying all over the building tonight. The water works. It'll work up here. It'll work back there. It'll work on your job. It'll work on a lunch break. It'll work for whomsoever will. Let them come. This thing works.